you consider the time it takes to put your shoe on with a shoehorn <laughs> and then without a shoehorn, so and and the 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 amount of skin that you lose on the back of your thumb as well, trying to thumb you thumb it in, trying to thumb it in, trying to thumb. Does a shoehorn help you thumb it in? So much better. Really? But yeah. Don't okay. even need a thumb for it. You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain. With none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. So yeah, we're talking about life hacks today. Those of us who are addicted to trying to make our lives more efficient and optimal. We're going to try and come up with some interesting resources that we use that have made our lives a little bit more efficient. I think that we all come from different kinds of backgrounds with what we need and what we choose to use, but then there's a lot of stuff that we've crossed over with as well. So it'll be a combination of workflow tools, apps for your mobile phone, uh, strategies that we use for making your life more efficient, and then probably quite a bit of stuff that none, none of us realised that the other ones did, and then we're going to just mock each other about it. I think especially Scott, what he says, yeah. I'm especially excited to write like, your list. Who would like to open up the first resource? <laughs> <laughs> right, Scobie, you're going to go and first. Go. Okay, well, I'm just going to begin very basic and just say Apple products. Yep. This, is, this, was, is, yeah. this was Johnny's as well. The, because Apple contains a suite of syncing... But the problem is, you're roped in. As soon as you begin, you get a MacBook, you have to then get an iPhone. If you get an iPhone, you have to get a MacBook. Otherwise... You just you you're in this sync nightmare between a Android or a PC device and then something. I'm uncomfortable with you looking at the camera. Okay, I quite like it. I it makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Does it? Right. Okay. Sorry, guys. That's just how I feel. Johnny's uncomfortable, so. (laughs) Well, because it's it's then like you're you're over there and like well do I do I look over there and then back at you when I reply and then back at the camera. I think nod and smile at me and then look at the camera. Gesture to the camera. Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine, imagine that you're Alan Shearer doing the, the Saturday afternoon football. Okay. You're talking into camera, but you're gesturing to the lads. Uh, okay, the lads. So the point you have just made. <laughs> yeah, the lads have just said. I think anyway, it's a, it's right. a fire it's a round chat. It's a round table. Fine. Okay, continue. <clears throat> this is such a rocky start to a podcast. <laughs> or the smoothest start we've ever done. Maybe. Maybe. So, yeah, Apple products. The main things that I use them for, the main things I use the... Um, capture tools for so iCal reminders and Siri so hold on Siri remind me in 10 minutes whatever and you have at least (coughs) either a section of reminders or a note or something that's just your immediate capture that's stuff that while you're on the go you just capture things that may need to be done later and then a certain point in the day later you go in bulk and take all of those things into capture and allocate them to a specific time in your calendar. So that's David Allen's getting things done, right? Exactly. Get yeah. it out of your head, get it down on paper as fast as possible. Yeah, exactly. So get it out of your head. Don't let your mind hold these ideas. Because often what happens is you've got something you think, oh, I need to fix that nail in the fence, which was his example. And then for the rest of the day, even if you forget what the thing you had to do is, you've still got this general stressed thought of like, oh, I need to do the, the thing. The, there's the something thing that I've got to do. something that's left, yeah. And then sure. you're having a terrible time. No, so I agree. Uh, yeah, I think Apple products fantastic. Like being able to sync just stuff like your notes, making a note on your phone and then it appearing on your laptop. Like think ten years ago, fifteen years ago, that the phones weren't a thing, but that syncing also wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And then when we do, when you first get, it's just such a game changer. I don't understand how people don't live having iMessage, WhatsApp web, like uh, yeah. you know what I mean. Like I- iMessage on your laptop is probably one of the <coughs> biggest massively shifts in 
instant shift in quality of life. Like how how <laughs> much do you text on your phone? Hardly ever. Hardly ever. Like if so I'm on my laptop, that's I'll... because you're on your laptop a lot. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Mm. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be sat on the sofa, receive a text message. <laughs> Better open the laptop. This is a laptop job. <laughs> Thing is, that that is what I do. Like, I, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like my big Arab thumb is too huge fat thumb. to do that. So I'll just like not dexterous enough. I, yeah, I just don't bother with texting on my phone. You I'll need have, the, like, access- you need the accessibility out. mode that my dad's on the verge of needing. Oh, is that one of big numbers? I love it when I see people with big numbers. Because it's like he you- turns a phone into a calculator. Oh, no, no. It's got the it's got the keypad entry system from a Nokia thirty three ten. It's on something that's worth a thousand pounds. Yeah. Right, Johnny, you're up. What's next? Well, it's Apple was technically mine. Right. Let's, continue, let's continue. Apple, on the, Apple, Apple vein the problem with Apple it. is it's to to really cover all of the things it does for you. You'd almost have to think about this for an entire day because mm-hmm. there's so much stuff. Like even even things like do not disturb mode, mm-hmm. for example. Note syncing, the availability of like so many different apps. Can be on your phone and on your laptop. Evernote, meditation apps. Like I could run, we can run propane. I know you can't because you deliberately remove things. But if I had to, I could run the entire business from my phone. Well, I do. I run my business from my phone pretty much. Mm. The the necessity for me to go on my laptop is very very rare. Really rare. Like, so why why do you have a laptop? It's more convenient. I can work quicker. Typing is significantly mm. quicker. I don't like the angle that my neck's at when I look at my phone. Like, yeah, you're hunched over. Irrelevant mm. of whether you sat up at a desk, it's not good. Mm. And I've found that, what's this on the back of my neck? What are these muscles here? They're tra- traps. Is that traps that run up to the, the back traps, of your skull? Yeah. Right, okay. So I've found that my <clears throat> traps are getting looser at the top, but my SCD, M, yeah. SCM, which is what runs on the front of your neck, is getting tighter. And I'm absolutely adamant that a lot of that is due to spending time with my head tilted forward looking at my phone phone neck yeah yeah, yeah for sure Horrible. whereas you naturally with your laptop you eye levels brought up a little bit I think um, there's problems like more probably more so if you use a mouse but people still sit and slouch and mm-hmm. sit like you have their shoulders forward, forward. And, well posture one yeah. posture 101 propanefitness.com google it it's really good propanefitness.com um, forward slash posture Great article. Loads of images of me being Thank hell. you. I'm surprised he didn't just quote a bit.ly link. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on. Next. No, he doesn't after, have to. After, after, Spammers after. use them. <laughs> so I'm told. Goo.gls are all safe though, is that right? Yeah. I, he's told me after using bit.ly link. Fair enough. Um, Multiple times. What's first up for you then? I'm going to say the, the theme or the concept which encompasses loads of things. But the concept of having a series of things that you do in order every morning before you do anything. What are you smiling? A morning routine. Yeah, but like, it doesn't have to be like a, it might just be one thing. Okay. Like it's, it's, I think for me, having, rather than just saying I have a routine, like things that I do, it's specifically like, because in the morning I'm so open to, I'll pick up my, I'm like half asleep. You're making coffee, pick up your phone, check email. Before you know it, you've been sucked into this mm-hmm. situation at work or whatever. If I just make things as baby simple as possible for myself. Okay, so give, so me, like, give me a morning routine. So, okay. Wake up, downstairs, coffee, journal. Phone's still upstairs. Phone's actually with me. Right. So I, I've, I'm trying to, to put less, like, 
physical barriers and just I'm just not going to look at it. Okay. Uh, journal, do the work, meditate downstairs, make my girlfriend a cup of tea, mm-hmm. make me potentially another coffee depending on how tired I am. <laughs> back upstairs, roll my yoga mat out in the bedroom while Becca's getting ready. Mobility. Do Romwood. Shower. Downstairs. What's Romwood, Johnny? That's mine. <laughs> Get off. <laughs> so this is why it comes to so many things. That's fine. Uh, prioritise for the day. Start work. Okay. So your your a concept that you think that everyone should be doing is having a morning routine. Like a like a like a launch sequence for the day. Mm. Okay. And I think how, what, how, what, do you, how do you briefly in sixty seconds? How do you design one? If you don't have if you don't have to be mobile, if you don't mm. have to run your own business, so you don't have to do, but if how do you just get up and get your day going quickly? I think trying to not find a point where you get stuck in inertia is a big one, and the mm. phone is probably the worst for that, and the TV is probably up there as well. I think things that make you feel organised and productive. Like, I I feel so... It's, it's all... Half of it may even be placebo, mm-hmm. but if I've done those things, by the time I'm, like, sat working... My mind's not thinking like, oh, I said I was going to blah, blah, blah this morning. Like I said I was going to meditate or um, something's bothering me because I've kind of dealt with that first. Mm-hmm. So I try and get out my own way mentally yeah. before doing things that require me to sit and focus and be disciplined. I think that you can quite easily work out what it is that you need to do in the morning. It's less about the things you need to do and more about the things that you shouldn't be doing. As far as I'm concerned, there's certain things that you can do on a morning that will make you feel better, mm. but there's a lot of things that you can do in a morning which will make you feel a lot worse. Yeah. Like if you, there's so many, so many of my friends that I know that will get up on a morning and they will spend 45 minutes cycling around all of the apps on their phone, mm-hmm. clearing off all of the notifications from the day before. Like purely from a time efficiency perspective, as soon as you're traveling to wherever you need to go, you can do that then, yeah. presuming that you're not driving. Mm. And therefore you're doing two things at once as opposed to one thing at once such a good point because I think if you compare the worst case scenario morning where you wake up and suddenly your agenda that you were planning to do in the day gets absolutely sidelined by all of the was it the urgent the urgent but not important stuff yes that mm-hmm. comes up and you end up yeah cycling through the apps or just complete and then two hours later you're like well I had plans for the day mm-hmm. but I've got nothing done that I needed to and mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain that we could do a full episode on morning routine and journaling. It's a big part of what I think all three of us rely upon to get our days moving correctly. And I know that it's a keystone habit for me. If I have a good morning, the likelihood of me having a good day is by a factor of 10 more likely. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you want us to do one on morning routine, drop us a message or or give me a tweet or something and we'll, we'll put that together. I think as a sort of a little bit of a finishing point for that, the phone thing, it just comes back to it. We will be doing a number of episodes on how to not use your phone. Mm. but the main the best thing that I've done is that I don't sleep with my phone next to me anymore my phone is on the opposite side of the room next to the window so for me to go and turn my phone alarm off I have to get up and out of bed go turn it off at the window then pull the blind in the window to let light into my room and then even if I get back to bed I can't go to sleep again like as long as you're happy with the wake up and you feel like a dickhead for going back to bed I don't you mind it. I can I, I can go back to bed for like five minutes, but I'm I think I'm in bright daylight now, so mm. you can always justify yourself, can't you? Justify it that like no no I I need this extra fifteen minutes. Absolutely, like really that, that voice that voice in your head goes, and then as soon as you're asleep, you don't have control over how long you're back back in bed. Mm. Um, it's just such a bad it's a bad <laughs> bad way to start the day. Like starting it with TV or starting it with your phone. 
it feels like what's that thing that um, Brian Johnson cites where he says that someone smoking a spliff drops their IQ by 15 points but someone on the phone drops it by 25 so like in terms of the IQ effect that being on your phone has due to mm. the amount of stimulus your brain output suffers larger than if you'd smoked a joint That's, put the phone down pick the joint up it's crazy there's a, there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of things like that where so when they say driving while texting is equivalent to driving under like six units of alcohol or yeah. whatever, sleeping with your phone in the room that you're in is equivalent to like psychologically or to the to the the impact that it has on your quality of sleep is equivalent to sleeping with your front door open. Um, We've spoken about that. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I I see the point, but if does anyone else feel that? Do you feel like when your phone's in the room? Are you, We're probably so not desensitised to it now. Not when, it's, not when it's in the room, I don't think so. But I definitely notice a difference when I'm sat down and I can't see my phone. <laughs> like if I can see, even if it's, I always have it face down, phone is always face down now. Even when I get into a meeting, phone always goes face down. But when I can see it, even at the peripherals of my eyes, if I'm sat <laughs> watching TV or I'm sat reading a book, if the phone is face down there, I can see the black and it, it draws my mind towards thinking. That's another that. thing. So in social situations this i can't remember the, the number but it's if a phone is even visible on the table even if it's not in use it still diminishes the sense the perceived sense of connection and inter- interaction that i tend have. to i think that you can get away with phone wallet maybe on yeah. top that's probably okay um i'm going to do my first one which i think we'll all agree with which is romwad um, actually, Scobie, you might not agree with this, but I think you said the other day you're <laughs> going to get back on it. You're going to yeah. get back on. So Romod is a <coughs> daily range of motion um, programming website. Every single day they release a around about a 20-minute routine <coughs> of mobility to do. It's based on yin yoga, which is a slow, slow, long-held stretches. Essentially, it's mindful stretching. Um, the reason that it's so good, I think, is that it's so prescriptive. Mm-hmm. And it is something that everybody, almost universally, whether you're an athlete or not, whether you do a lot of physical exercise or not, almost everyone ha- would benefit from having an improved range of motion from doing some stretching day to day. There's so many people that you hear that say, oh, I'd, lo- you know, I'd love to do some stretching, but I just either can't find time or don't know what to do. And the fact is that Romod makes it so easy for you to do <laughs> it. You put it on either on your laptop or on your phone. There's a good mobile version of the site and put either headphones in or play it through the speakers and a guy talks you through the movements that you're going to do and some good-looking guys and girls on screen demonstrate them and they stay in the poses with you for the entire time. And then sometimes there's controlled breathing that you have to do along with it. The, it's, it's just fantastic. It's such a good resource. You have access to every workout that they've ever put out before and you can refine those down by what's tight. So you've got a bad back. You got a bad neck. You got bad. You got tight hips. You got tight whatever. You can put in the things that that are bothering you, and it will do a meta search through everything else, and then come up with a routine that it thinks is good for you, or a selection of routines. And um, yeah, I think uh, when I started doing CrossFit, which is functionally a more demanding sport in terms of my range of motion, I my mobility is still not good enough, but was terrible from years of not looking after it. And now, if you can imagine the stretch that you do, that you used to be able to do in school, where you put your hand, one hand goes up and behind your neck, and the other hand goes up your back, and I was never able to get my hands to touch behind my back, whereas now, quite easily from cold, I can fall into it. If you're just listening, you'll have to imagine how lovely that looked. Um, but can you yeah. do that, Johnny? I can't yeah. get anywhere Can you do close. archer arms? I was doing it this morning. 
Straight in. Nice. Yeah, perfect. And you, you were miles away, right? I was, yeah. At the start of the year. The one I still can't do is... Eagle arms. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's because the dimensions I'm of you too so long. Titanically muscular. Yeah, you are. You're fucking huge. No, so it's, tell me about it's my... It's internal rotation on one side's worse. Is it? Yeah. My... Right, I think, for me, Romwad is the same benefit as having... As outsourcing my training and nutrition to a coach. Mm-hmm. In the sense that... Like, I think mobility, because there are so many different ways, resources... Uh, methodologies and like schools of thought and how you should manage it it's so easy to get caught up so much in it that you just don't do anything or you do something and overthink it and worry that it's not the best way to do it mm-hmm. so for me it's having someone else has put at least some level of thought into it mm-hmm. there's some kind of I can feel some kind of progression so the, the poses get, are getting gradually easier as mm-hmm. we were discussing um, and crucially for me I think it's not it's not intrusively painful or really challenging it's quite relaxing it, it can be challenging it's the exact right level of challenge uh, exactly I think. So you don't come away from it thinking like bloody hell or like dread doing it mm-hmm. like i quite like having it as part of my morning there's a couple today the first pose was if you can imagine side splits basically it was you went straight into a standing straddle which is your feet as wide apart as you can standing up straight and then lowering down on your hands and to go into that from cold mm. it's not it's not horribly challenging but it's pretty tough and you have to kind of really focus on your breath. And the benefits that I think me and you, Johnny, have seen from it, and I think Scone, your, uh, uh, <laughs> I think your benefits from yoga, like over the years. They might call them Scone. Scone. It's just the Scone, isn't it? It's a crumbly old Scone. The Scone. The Scone. The lemon. Um, yeah, I think I think that the benefits that all of us have seen from yoga and mobility over the years justify. Doing this, um, you can get a seven-day free trial. The links to everything, by the way, links to everything will be in the description below. Um, where we can find discount codes, we'll put them in. If not, then grit your teeth and and buy it all. Wrong one's so cheap for what you get. Is it seven dollars a month? Fourteen dollars a bit month? more. Yeah, a ten, a ten, ten pounds. Ten quid. Basically. Ten pounds. Ten pounds a month for you to have basically someone deliver you a fantastic yoga workout every but single. You month. and I were paying. What ten quid a yoga session per week? Yeah. So we're paying forty pounds a month for four hours of yoga, and now we pay ten pounds a month for daily. It's not the same. It's not exactly the same. And you can get free yoga online. Yes. But I think the um, how easy it is, how accessible it is, the level of programming involved, mm-hmm. and, and it looks good as it's well. Nice, yeah. yeah it's a nice it's a, thing to use. It's a good experience, and mm-hmm. that's part and parcel of it. The platform's simple. Um, so yeah, you should you should definitely check it out. It's got a seven day free trial. Um, for sure and then every so often they might even bump that up CrossFit Open is starting soon I'm going to guess that they'll probably do maybe a 14 day around about then mm. so if you wait until the back end of February then that'll probably be a good shout Do you want to give the anti-Romwood? I originally didn't like Romwood because of the lack of focus on the breath and the lack of the flow between poses since then Romwood seems to have improved that and they've taken more influence from yoga but the biggest thing, is, as Johnny said, is there's value in just having a prescriptive routine to do, regardless of what it is, like you're just going to turn up and do it. And it's the other value in doing a yoga class rather than trying to yoga on your own, where you're much more likely to give in quicker or just to mm-hmm. be paralysed by choice and just think, oh, I'm just not going to bother. <laughs> exactly as you said, like people are like, oh, I'm, oh I want to go into some stretching, but I, I just don't know where to start, I don't know what to do. And, mm-hmm. I just, and it's like... If you just like, well, watch this video and do what the man is doing. Yeah, exactly. I think there's there's a, a an underlying assumption here or an underlying problem 
and you guys propane wrote an article just stick to the program and I think the point is that I don't remember writing that but I'm more than happy to admit take that credit I did write it <laughs> past Johnny yeah. did it I must, um, I, mean, I must have done and yeah it was uh, it was really really good and basically what it says is that if you've got something which is a system which works or something which is a system which is prescriptive and laid out stick to it long term because people are too too prepared to flip between different approaches to anything that they're trying to achieve and within the space of two weeks say that they didn't see progress mm-hmm. like, well there's entry barriers to everything that you're doing well we get it with clients a lot and they, they complain about the results they didn't get from the program that they didn't follow <laughs> <laughs> there we go and it's just like well, if you stuck to something enough to see the result, you'd be able to make the decision yourself as to whether it's working or not. But yeah, the, the place to be in is to be able to say, that didn't work, or that did work. And If you can say neither. Chopping and changing doesn't give you the privilege to say either. Mm-hmm. So I actually gave up Romwad. Chris, I remember this day. Mm-hmm. That's sad. I messaged him, I was like, Chris, I've got some terrible news. I'm going to stop doing Romwad. And it was just, I think probably just out of not really seeing much benefit from it. Mm-hmm. After six months... Changed, did something a little bit different, and then decided to come back to Romwod. And funnily enough, another two or three months, and sort of all these improvements have come through at once. Mm-hmm. And that just shows that like it took me, it literally nearly took me a year mm-hmm. of doing it, but suddenly but a, lot, a lot of the poses feel much easier. Mm-hmm. I started to see improvements fairly quickly, I'd say, although they manifested themselves in my performance a lot later. But no, Romwod, you should try mm. it. If Romwod isn't for you, or if for some reason you can't access it, then find yourself a similarly prescriptive stretching routine that you do consistently. But Romwod, as far as we're concerned, has been the, the most effective one that we've I, I can't do, because I know your suggestion is like find a yoga routine online and follow that. I just can't do that. I you don't find you could do, but I think the best thing is go to a class because it's just the most foolproof yeah. way. But a lot less convenient. You can't do that, especially because I like doing Romwod first thing in the morning mm. upon waking. Mm. Like, it's a lot less appropriate. I think they're trying to do different things. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I think Romwod's a 20 to 20 minute maintenance Prep. routine yeah. Yeah. Romwod seems more performance specific as yeah. well and I think if you're doing it for performance benefits and you are a lifter weightlifter, crossfitter, powerlifter, bodybuilder then definitely mm-hmm. Romwod is the one mm-hmm. right what's next for you let's go so I've, been, I've just had a look through my list and everything falls into capture habits or media consumption Okay, so let's go media consumption. I want one. I want one. One from the top and three from the bottom, please. <laughs> oh God! Okay, consonant and a vowel. Media consumption. So, you know what? I'm going to have to cover capture first because I'm just ignoring you. You're going to barely. Carol, Carol, <laughs> I said. <laughs> so, the way that you know which media to even consume is through your capture process so um, either, what are you using? either stuff that trusted people send you and yep. you know is going to be good I put it into which is open to abuse which open to abuse but I'll, I'll put it into a play queue it's either a read queue or a play queue this is done through Toby which is a Chrome browser extension you then can split things into libraries of things to watch things to listen to things to read um, you can then if you want to allocate them on the top or the bottom as to different varies, varying grades of procrastination either it's full bait like really procrastination really procrast so frustration um, <laughs> or uh, procrastinatory yeah or quite so, uh, productive on the top I didn't understand you you installed Toby on my laptop and I, I still didn't understand what it was until the other day Toby is basically it's kind of like a bookmark manager sort it's, of it's a combination between a bookmark manager and a reading list 
that is displayed nicely and visually on uh, your new tab page. Yeah. So every time you open, every time you command and T, um, a new tab open on Chrome, you see the things that you potentially should be doing or some of the things that you can do to stop yourself from doing the things you should be doing. Yeah, exactly. So the, the purpose of that is that you've captured and you've eliminated the decision of what should I read, what should I watch, whatever. It's you sit down, you, you've taken that micro decision out of every moment mm-hmm. and you just have it there, you have a cue that's ready We're to work. getting it out of the head again, it's David <clears throat> Allen all over again, yeah, right? Exactly. So you, the brain the brain isn't tremendously good at remembering things, it's good at decision making and doing. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't want to have to store the reminder of the, the the memory of this is why like what should I be doing? It's get it in front of you, get it out and crack on. Totally. And the other th- sorry. How do you So you talked about capture. Yeah. How does it go from so if Chris sends you a funny cat video mm-hmm. how does that end up in Toby so copy the link add it into Toby okay so that part's um, you haven't got anything just manually collect the automatically collecting things in your so world so I, I have with with some things where if I'm listening to actually this is kind of the next stage so um, <laughs> so so you, you have the capture it also means that it minimises your, your procrastination because you're not going to be just randomly surfing the internet because you've got a list of things that are vetted and you want to be reading or listening or watching so mm-hmm. lectures audiobooks that kind of thing is what i'm into um as i so toby is for stuff on browsers mp3 audiobook player is something that is a phone app mm-hmm. um that that keeps, sounds really snide it is very snide is um, it? Yeah. But, it, it but that's why it works it, yeah it works very well you, there's many mp3 audiobooks that you can get or youtube has a huge number of audiobooks for free yeah and if you use YouTube to MP3 converter, you can download them into an MP3, put it on your phone. Mm-hmm. When you play, it'll store your spot, and there's also a sleep timer. You can adjust the speed as well, so there's, it's a full... It's sounds, audible. sounds a lot like Audible. It's yeah. Audible. It's Audible. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it, it's Snidey not, Audible for when you've downloaded it yourself. Exactly. It's Snidey Audible. And I use Audible too, so mm. which is excellent. So, um, Is there anything on that's not on Audible that you can get on MP3? There's a number of things that you can't... That Audible's only got 200,000 titles. I'm aware that they're the main 200,000, yeah. and anyone who's releasing a book now is releasing it on Audible as well. But 200,000 titles in the entirety of our liter- literacy history mm. history is not tremendously like yeah. comprehensive, is it? I would just would have thought that the limitation for that is that they aren't an audiobook rather than they aren't an audio. Combination, mm. probably. Combination. So the reason I got Audible is for modern titles that right. are harder to get through YouTube. YouTube will tend to have classics. Um, so if you want to listen to like Aldous Huxley or um, you know any kind of old novels or anything like that, there will be no, some old that. school British man reading it out on there. So you've got to- you've got Toby for capture. Um, Toby for capture. What's up? What's up next, Johnny? What's your next one? Oh wow. Mm. Um, where, where'd, you oh, get, where, where'd you get Toby? Is it just Google like Toby Chrome extension? Yeah, exactly. Cool. <coughs> um, I had a really good one a second ago. I'll talk. I'll it's, I'll link it to that, which is is just something that I decided to do. What was the thing I was going to say? Ah, got it. Sorry. Hmm. Fine. Um, so with capture and the David Allen Allen thing, mm-hmm. um, there's there's definitely. And this, this applies to anyone. I think you have stuff that is just accumulating in your life every day, all the time. Someone says something to you, message pops up, email, whatever, stuff to do. 
And I think like as much as we'd all like to always have something there to capture it and write it down, we don't always have that. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's two things. There's a an, a PDF and there's a podcast that David Allen's done, which is a guided brain dump, guided mind sweep. There's a podcast of him literally just talking and he goes through things. He's like, okay, professional life. Think about things that were said to you yesterday. Look at your calendar over the last week. Mm-hmm. It sounds weird, but if you sit with a bit of paper, like a blank document and just listen, the stuff that comes out of your head, of like like something that someone said to me 10 days ago that yeah. I would have completely, totally you know, the sort of thing that you just sat watching TV and suddenly goes like, oh, damn it. Yeah. yeah. Prevents that. I think a lot of the time when I meditate and I'll sit down and meditate and I'll have an idea that will come to me or a memory of something that I need to do for later in the day mm. and it's that silencing of the amount of uh, stimulus that we've got going on. So Suddenly, st- yeah, front of mind. And you go, oh, fuck. Mm. And then once I finish meditating, it's there. It is still there. And I think spending a little bit of time with a, with a bit of silence or actually um, rechecking through the last few days of mm. inputs... Um, it's probably a pretty good idea. If you don't get that stuff out of your head, it does create this background hum. Definitely. It, it, accum- it accumulates time, just, so. uh, there's something that I need to do, but I can't remember what it is. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, oh just, it's, just yeah. A cr- it's just a chronic version so, of that. So doing doing that like a couple of times a week, I think just really helps. Where can people just, find that? If you search David Allen, Google David Allen guided mind sweep. Okay. There's a, there's a literally, there's a PDF that I've just got saved on my desktop. You just look down a list <laughs> of things and you're like, Fuck. Yeah. And it, it, it makes you feel so basic because you're like, that's obviously just sat in my subconscious, mm-hmm. ready to ready to pop up at some point, but it just needed triggering. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up, um, I'm going to do Optimize. Hey, hey guys. guys. <laughs> um, so Optimize.me is a website by a guy called Brian Johnson, who is not the lead singer of well, uh, ACDC. He, he might be. Well, he might be, we but I'm for pretty sure. certain he's not, unless he's leading an outlandish double life as a bald American guy that's a life coach a and also tall, a, a bald American man. rocker from Newcastle. <laughs> um, so it's it's a website where he summarizes books and concepts. Um, there's so much. I think he's topped 500 book summaries now. Yeah, there's his, a lot. His intention is to do a thousand. That's his goal to do a thousand. He's done 500. A lot of them are nonfiction, self help, personal development, spirituality, but it goes full range of topics. He's done ones on um, breath methods, uh, endurance running, bodybuilding, a lot of stuff like all the classics in terms of personal development. David Allen's books on there that we've been talking about, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. He's got masterclasses as well, hasn't he? So. That's what that's what's really good. And I think mm-hmm. Johnny, that when you were on Optimize, that's what you liked. So. Yeah. If you can imagine that this guy is doing around about every week to every five days is releasing a book summary and then around about every month to every two months, he will compile 10, around about 10 key concepts within a field and he'll then release a masterclass. So if you can imagine that he skims the, the top filtering of the best stuff out of each book and then skims the top filtering of each book into a concept and that is what creates the masterclass. So if you're the sort of person who maybe struggles to read or sink themselves into a book for an extended period of time, this, which was me, is me still, was me specifically a year and a bit ago and still is me now, this is really, really useful because you just get the key take-home points with some really, really good examples. So I'll go through 10 10 key um, 
lessons within a particular concept, usually from 10 separate books, maybe a couple that will cross over. So let's say Breathing 101, Nutrition 101, Sleeping 101, Depression 101, um, how to make a habit, anxiety, everything. And all of this stuff's backed by whichever book he's been in. So you get the best of the best displayed in maybe a 90 minute, either MP3 or a video. Um, and the amount of resources that you get with it is really impressive. There's a workbook that's attached with each masterclass. There's a poster that comes that's attached with each book. You can either read a blog version of most of the book summaries, which is the transcript from the audio version. There's also a video version. There's a mobile partner app, which saves you position that you have if you're doing it on desktop. The desktop thing's really good. It, it really is... Um, it's a pretty powerful and overwhelming resource once you get into it. I do feel like his demeanor is probably a bit testing at times, mm. and that might be one of the mitigating factors of why <laughs> you've stopped doing it. I'm not too uh, sure. Yeah, I think his... So a lot of the books that he covered are not really of interest to mm-hmm. me. Like, he's start, he's, recently, he's done every single one of the Harry Potters. Right. Really? So that's, that's, not, interesting. that's not the sort of thing you want to read a summary of, <laughs> is it? Or maybe it is. Obviously it is, otherwise you wouldn't have done it. I'm not sure. But like, I, I think there's a lot of sort of very niche diet books that he was covering. Yeah. Like, you well, know, you've the, got to get a thousand low-carb solution. Yeah, yeah, and like things about, you know, move your DNA and all this sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get why he's doing that, but it's just not interesting to me. And then the I found that a lot of the masterclasses, so this, this is going to be my next one. Mm-hmm. But it's a, there's a lot of a lot like a tidal wave of information. <laughs> it's terrifying. Like yeah. and you watch a masterclass and you're like, fucking hell! Like it's going to take me a month to just apply all of that to stuff. disseminate ninety minutes. <clears throat> yeah. And it's all it's like a there almost needs to be a syllabus and a curriculum to sit if you want to actually university do stuff with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's I like mean, a three year course, isn't it? Realistically, this is we come back to watching things on multiple times speed. Which is yeah, we, we can we can go through that. So my, well, my point about mm-hmm. Brian Johnson, which is also my next thing, which is that I, so I signed up for Optimize as well. I think we've all had an account at one point. We've all had an yeah. account. Um, I've still got one. Agree, I've still like, got one. His demeanor is a bit difficult, and the masterclasses is too much of a wave of information. And that's which, for you to say that. <laughs> for you <laughs> to say that there's too I mean, much my, information. Yeah, I, I've made it my business over the last five years to um, assimilate <laughs> large amounts of information. <laughs> It, well, just not, not by choice. Just I, so for anyone who it's doesn't know me, your business. I, <laughs> I am a medical student, and people describe studying medicine like drinking from a fire hose. Um, so the goal is to try and just catch as much as you can, and it's very stressful. But um, yeah, the the problem is every book that is summarized. We have to remember that's somebody's life work, somebody's life research project or whatever and he's trying to this guy's cram. putting 10 of them into an hour and yeah. a half maybe, maybe well, sometimes last 45 minutes <laughs> and there'll be like 11 points that each have four or five books to support so what happens is you don't get the time under tension you don't get the time of exposure when you're listening to summaries to really fully assimilate the information and integrate it into your life and mm. that's, that was the it, it's great because you hear it and you're like oh wow these are all fantastic ideas but it's if you get stuck in that, it's just quite masturbatory because you're not really... It's just a bunch of, like, inspiring self-help stuff. And it, you're like, it, well, turns okay. into, it turns into cliche sayings and, and headline concepts rather than understood, actable um, habits and changes, yeah. isn't it? 
Exactly. Um, and that, that's interesting. So what's up next? So my, so my workflow to solve that is I've gone back to listening to full audiobooks, giving myself full time under exposure. I'm not doing two times speed as much or, or three times You're speed. You're going to have to explain cases. why you were even doing that in the first place. Uh, just simply the mindless acquisition of efficiency and cramming more information in one. Um, so you were, you were using you were using I think YouTube YouTube natively has a speed up speed right yeah but I've got a I've got a little hack for that as well which moves it up to four times speed but I'll um, what I'll, can you listen I'll, at four I'll, times speed could you actually understand it depends depends on the speaker some people but a normal ca- but a normal ca- a normal cadence could any could you understand anyone at four times speed non only non technical information when you start learning about like you're trying to do like physiology of um, urination and you're listening to it on four times speed you're like hang on I'm just going to have to listen to this four times on four times speed so, <laughs> so this is pointless um, so I've slowed things down it's imagining the <laughs> you, you sat in your room holding you're, on to the side of my seat <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and you're like uh, we'll have to dial it, it back a little bit. We'll go three and the a half. slow realisation. We'll go three and a half. Being beaten by urination. The, the flatmates would always like, they'd come in and just hear like, <laughs> and then they'd always take the face and Verbal like, diarrhea. Um, so, so, it's, it's, so I slow things down. Yeah. Audiobooks. I then take notes and summaries as I go along, just in a little Apple Notes file on my phone or whatever. Just some of the key points. Put that into an Evernote file. And then set a reminder through Evernote, which gives you an option to set a note to have a date to mm-hmm. remind you when I send you an email and a, and a push notification to then be the review. And so then you can take the actionable points that you've taken in context and you've learned in a bit more of a structured skeleton mm-hmm. and then try and action them individually. And once you've done that, you clear the reminder and you move on to the next thing. And I think Johnny is the best person I've ever seen at just implementing information. Um, I just mindlessly index information. I've got hundreds of book summaries, hundreds of um, stuff that I've summarised. I've never seen anyone, anyone's collection of work that they've done themselves <laughs> that is so, so vast. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's vast and it's helpful that sometimes, if, you know, with Q&A with my clients, for example, I, I very often, I can't think of many times where I've not had an answer for a, a question that a client has asked yeah. because of the reason. Such a broad field to, jo- to draw on, right? <laughs> yeah, which is helpful, but... How actually, many notes? So I've got 2,300 notes on Evernote. How many notebooks? Uh, let's see. You might as well do Evernote straight after this. Just let yeah. this flow into Evernote, because if anyone doesn't know how Evernote works, oh, they're going to be confused. It, it's, a, it's an external brain. It's a prosthetic <laughs> brain. Um, I've got... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a USB drive for, for your, your thoughts, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. 58 notebooks, two, th- two three, four, five notes. How nice would number. you feel in a in a single word, if you can, if Evernote went down forever? It, it has in the past, so you have to take backups. Okay, so let's say... Oh, you mean if the... If, if one, it was lost, if it was irrever- irreversibly all lost. All of your backups and all of them <laughs> I would just gone. have to start again like yeah, but how would you way. feel that doesn't it's, it's the same way as like your house burning down like it's um, the, the, the thing is would you rather your house burn down or your Evernote oh, be removed it's, it's a tough question it really is <laughs> I, I've seen, I think when you and I travel together and we both have our laptops with us hmm. I don't know anyone else who feels so like I won't leave my laptop in a car or like I carry my backpack with my laptop in mm-hmm. you're worse than me and it's because there's 
all of your Evernote in there as well. Look, luckily, Evernote is backed up and it's synced yeah, on the cloud and everything. But so right, but take yeah, us take right. us through. Do 120 seconds on what Evernote is. Go. Okay, Evernote is a way to. It's a word processor, but also a way to index any of those documents into folders, subfolders, tags. Um, there's a you, you can find any of those notes in very quickly. The search function is very powerful. So, mm-hmm. so most people have been exposed to notes on iPhone or whatever the equivalent is on Android. Yeah. Right, it's, and it's a very, very, very effective version of that. Right, like, it's a very yeah, very indexable and effective form of that. Mm-hmm. And the thing that blows my mind is you have people who are otherwise seemingly intelligent that are so basic bitch with collecting their notes you talk about Every, the guys that are that are your uh, peers oh in God. university so right I'll, I'll be sat in a lecture and there's three four hundred medics in there who are all supposedly people that have been selected for their academic aptitude and they're all sat there with a flipping Microsoft Word document for every new lecture and you're like <laughs> open new oh, save as really upsets me and it's just like so if you're a student Forget flipping Evernote, like even, Evernote and Google even, Drive, right? Oh, even everyone who I've told to do it, they're always like, "Oh no!" And then they'll get it, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, I wish I got Evernote." It's, it's synced across. Ago. It's synced across your phone, your iPad, your laptop. It's hosted exactly. in the cloud. You can put images in. It's as, oh, and this Evernote Web Clipper as well. So if you're on oh, a website, the Web Clipper is fantastic. And you're like, "Oh, I want to save that article." You press one key, and it saves it to your Evernote, and it, it'll detect based on the words in the note what notebook it should go in based mm. on the context of the other notes. Oh, you can change it quite easily. So yeah. that's one feature of a note that I don't use. The clip is fantastic. I just never, I don't ever find myself in a position where I look at something and think, I'll read that later. But what I do is I, a lot of the time I sign up for things that a member only access and then cancel within seven days. And snip them into your Evernote. And then I've got them. One the, more thing, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Scannable. So, yeah, that's that what you're going to say. So, well, mm. is that your next thing? I like, you'll do a much better service than I um, Just... How often have you been asked to like provide proof of address or what's your NHS number? In fact, today I've been asked for proof of address and my NHS number, both of which I got within five seconds. As, a, ju- as, a, as a junior doctor who's an Arab, that probably happens quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in the past, this you, you know to try and get hold of that or get a hold of your birth certificate or something like that, you have to go through the special drawer, find the thing. Whereas if you just have all of your admin documents in one thing and you can get your national insurance number or any of that stuff just and you hold that in Evernote right you can do so right. you can, oh, is yeah. that where you hold it <clears throat> yeah so right. Scannable will allow you to and just upload Scannable is fantastic mm-hmm. I use Microsoft fantastic. Lens which is the same thing but Scannable by Evernote yeah so it just puts it straight into Evernote yeah yeah, a little bit more so I, when you saw first so I think the first thing to mention is probably a lot of the stuff you and I have is because of you sir. yeah absolutely like we get we, we have trickle down productivity tools <laughs> yeah because what you were saying there about like people sit sat in lectures on with Microsoft Word, all the difference between them and you is you just have a questioning mind when it comes to that. I think you look at that and think, "There's got to be a better way to do that." I'm gonna bloody well. I think find I'm just it. really intolerant. Like, like <laughs> well, I open a Microsoft Word document and that 15 seconds that it takes to is launch. Absolutely, I'm absolutely crucifying. Yeah, <laughs> um, a good a good point that I, the story that I love about what you did before you went to go and do your medical degree was that you absolutely pounded that like Russian oh, memory system or whatever it is, <laughs> that where you've a, got a mind palace now. That was a big undertaking. That was one of one of the hardest courses. Do 60 seconds on that. Oh, man. So okay. have you got a mind palace? <clears throat> yeah, so the, the it's a Russian memory system that allows you to geometrically increase the, uh, the capacity for 
the, the problem is, it's not like, oh, you read it and it'll improve your memory. It's a technique. So it's not like a... It's, one, it's learning one. how to bench. It's not getting a 300 kilo one rep max. Yes, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a lot of tools in there, but it's, it's just, it's very laborious and very... How long. many volumes was it? Was it multiple volumes? Yeah, so maybe 30, 40 volumes or something. Uh, this, isn't gonna, no. this isn't presented in like... Nice polished Vimeo videos. There's not like, PDFs. Oh, the Russian texts. <laughs> yeah. in a dusty cellar yeah. somewhere. Yeah. It's very, very good stuff though. It's so okay. I'm gonna run through you and the listeners through this quick experiment. So I want you guys to between you think of ten objects. So one to ten. Before you do, I'm gonna give you a, a skeleton to hook these onto. Bun, shoe, tree, door, hive, sticks, heaven, gate, pine, hen. Okay, you can remember those those words because they are rhyming with one to ten. Yeah, there's no way. So one bun, two shoe, three tree, four door, five hive, six sticks, seven heaven, eight gate, nine pine, ten hen. Okay, I've I've already forgotten. Yeah, no, you'll you'll remember them. One door, no bun, do. tree, (laughs) door. I'll get I'll get three and five. So. Just, just so that Dicks. I can, just so that I can explain what happened. We went to Dave, we went to David Lloyd. We needed to remember the code to get out of David oh, Lloyd God. in the car park. I asked Scum what it was, and he just shouted two words at me. <laughs> what was it? It was twenty three. Yeah, and you just shouted Z- zero two three. Yeah, and he shouted so, um, Tamara probably. <laughs> that, that's because that's when you you convert the the numbers to syllables. Which, but and, anyway, do you ever that, feel like you're around Rain Man? <laughs> I can't. Well, well, well. The, the, the number was, was, was uh, Tamara was allowed me to with the. But that's, that's that's a different system. That's a bit more um, upfront learning investment. Just explain as a as a concept. So there's, that's your framework. Okay. And then a bun becomes a lamp. And What's that's the how reason? You remember a lamp. What's the reason for you attaching yeah. something visual to it? Because memory works on resonance. Um, whereas we think it works on just sheer attrition or like repetition. Brute force. Yeah. Now, even repetition or even stuff that you think you learn an isolated fact is always hooked on to some existing thing within your structure of your brain. So the way that you have like an electrical circuit um, or re- resonance, so you have like a, a guitar string and if you play a frequency that's the same frequency as that, the guitar string will start to vibrate as well. So you need the existing thing in your brain and then the trigger to go and retrieve that. Okay. Um, so just a more efficient way of finding yeah, what exactly. it is that you're looking for. Now, you already have the numbers 1 to 10 in your mind. You already have the ability to rhyme in your mind. Mm-hmm. So 1 and bun. So that's conceptual. That's Yeah, that, that's conceptual. You can generate that at any time. Mm-hmm. Whereas you, you want the trigger to find out what the object 1 was. Mm-hmm. And so you say, okay, 1, bun, that's the, the hook. That's the retrieval system. Mm-hmm. And then that will resonate with the image that you've created of the lamp bun. Of the lamp bun, and then it comes back and completes the circuit. Okay. So that's, okay, so that's, you have 10 things, you want to remember 10 things. Yeah. That's a framework you use. Yeah. Do you always use bun for one? I, I don't use that system. That's that's just like the... That's the basic. Oh, basic one, that's yeah. the entry, that's the entry level <laughs> one. The, the so once you've, got, once you've got your fourth Dan degree black belt, <laughs> you actually forget the numbers altogether. Well, location is a good way to do it. So you'd remember, you think of a room that you know. So you'd come into the room, you'd walk clockwise around the room, identify 20 objects within the room. The first object has um, 
identify five pieces within the object. So, like, oh, let's say it's a laptop, you'd think, like, the top bit, the camera, the screen, the keyboard, the trackpad, and the USB port. Mm-hmm. So those are the different objects. You then zoom in, you attach another object to each of them, and you create a chain for each part of the object. Mm-hmm. So then one object has the capacity for 125 bits of information. Mm-hmm. And so that's one object within a room of 20 objects. Mm-hmm. So then one room has 125 times 20. Quite a lot. Um, capacity for bits of data. Can you tell us about the time that you went into the gym with your bell end up? <laughs> <laughs> so just to bring everything back down just to, the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had some of those shorts that doesn't really have a proper fly. And so it's very easy to, to just slip out and so I walked into the big crowded room in the gym um, for a, I was in there for a good 10 minutes and then I realised that um, I'd come out to play and, and it, was a, it, was a, it was a it was a problem and now I'm on the sex offenders register so that's not, not really a, that was not a life hack was it and that just, just, a, just a totally fine I'm not life. really good no, luckily you're fine yeah. Because yeah. because you would have had to have notified us before the podcast began. Well, yeah. but because you're both vulnerable adults that um, yeah, you yeah, might touch. Absolutely. Might touch. Inappropriate, absolutely. Uh, right, Johnny, you're up. What's next? So relate. Okay, again related to consuming media. I see all the time, and I nearly did this for myself. People setting a goal, which is like, I'm going to read this many books this year, mm-hmm. or I'm going to do this listen this many whatever like consume this amount of information Mm -hmm. and i think something that i a question that i always used to have which is related to what yusuf was just saying is like you read this book you take these notes then like what do you do with those notes or what's the point of that unless you're reading it in in some way like unless the book is in and of itself just a pleasure read Mm -hmm. like most people read self-help books because they want help with something Mm -hmm. to do with themselves so not having a way to apply that was something that I struggled with for a long time. So the way that I changed reading um, is something related to something that I got from a guy called Garrett White, which I'll talk about in the next the next round. But it's simply just reading to the point of having what he calls a revelation, which is just something. And you have this all the time when you read or consume information. You have something that, for whatever reason, make has an impact on you, resonates with you makes you then like triggers a, a, a chain of thoughts related to that thing. And then once that happens, once might take two minutes, might take 40 minutes, mm-hmm. stop reading, go to Evernote and I have notebooks for themes. So like fitness and training mindset. Exactly. Yeah. And in each of those notebooks or in each of those notes is just a <clears> series <throat> of pieces of information. I write down the thing that I heard in bold and then just a few notes in my own words beneath that. And then I'll put, if there's something associated with it, there usually is an action associated with it. Like, um, for example, today, it was change some change the about page on propanefitness.com mm-hmm. related to a podcast that was completely unrelated to marketing in any way. Mm-hmm. But that then goes in my Trello. So I add it to my Apple Reminders, which is synced with if this and that through the Trello. Mm-hmm. And then I know that I have a process in the morning when I prioritize my day that I'll at some point get through that. We're still talking about getting things out of our head again, though, here, aren't we? It's the, it's the same thing, but it's it's a way of making oh. sure that things that I put into my head don't Absolutely. stay stuck in there. Absolutely. Yeah. The, what was interesting, did you see the Tim Ferriss thing? I think it was what he did last week, and he talks <clears> about <throat> um, how he deals with information overload. 
And one yeah, of the things that cool. he says, he uses this tagline, the good shit sticks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you do consume a lot of information. If you're in any way inclined to reading a lot or, or chasing down the sort of self-help rabbit hole, so to speak, as I guess we are, that you do end up becoming so overwhelmed with information that you can't pull it back out and you worry, well, I've read this book and it was a thousand words, a thousand pages long and I think, well, God, what have I got out the other side of this? And uh, Tim Ferriss's piece of advice was, if it's not, if you read all of those pages and nothing comes out the other side of it, then don't worry. And if you read one book and you get 10 concepts out of it, then that's fine because the good shit sticks. Um, I think that's a really like... Mm. Interesting. I, I really agree with him. I think the only part of it that I disagree with, and this might just be his ability or my inability, is there's definitely notes that I've made on previous books I've looked back over and gone like, oh. I forgot about that. Yeah. And so what I try, what I'm trying to do is just, by the time I've finished a book, I've either already applied everything that I've learned from that book in some way, or I have, uh, you know, at some point in the next couple of months, mm-hmm. it will be applied. Mm-hmm. And I'd far rather have like one book a year. Mm-hmm that's totally improved one part of my life, like relationships, yeah. productivity, whatever, sleep, whatever, than have 10 books that I forget about. Okay. So Let's do... That's, that's an important thing, like making this balance between acquisition of information and application. Mm. And some people are too far one way, some people are too far the other way. I'm yeah. too far in the acquisition, not enough application. Some people read a book every five years and so maybe they need to obsess over a little bit yeah, yeah. right <clears throat> let's do let's do a full round we'll do a final round for this episode okay and we will do a full round on the most basic one that you can think of so my most basic one to get us started would be prepping your food every okay. day and it's something that not everybody does but the benefits of prepping your food are so ridiculously large from an economic perspective, from a time perspective, from a dietary control perspective, from a mood perspective, um, if you get up on a morning and instead of eating your breakfast whilst watching the TV, the time that it takes you to eat your breakfast, I promise you, if you have a coffee, wait for the coffee to cool and have a normal sized breakfast that doesn't take too much cooking, you will be able to wash up yesterday's washing up, cook your food for the day and pack it by the time you've eaten your breakfast and had your coffee takes about four, about half an hour to 40 minutes or so. And by that time, you've done two things that you needed to do on the morning, but one of them will benefit you for the entire rest of the day. So batch cook your food together. Make sure that you've got chicken defrosted in the morning or you've got your meat for the day. You've got some sort of carb sauce, potatoes or whatever it might be, and then throw some vegetables in. And you can just boil everything away while you're thinking about your day and you're cooking your food, doing whatever. I really admire how consistent you are with that it's just habit it's just force of habit for me now and it's been so drilled into me that when i see people some of the guys will have to leave the office at four o'clock in the afternoon to go cook to go or to go to go to a restaurant and have food and that's sweet if you're eating out that's fine you can also plan to eat out and yeah maybe you're going to end up wasting some food every so often because you've cooked food and then you end up going out for a meal but the price you that you pay for the, next. the price that you pay for for wasting the food that you're maybe not going to be able to eat and you're going to have to throw away is far lower than the price that you're going to have to pay by not cooking the food mm. and then all you have to eat that then your dietary <clears throat> controls a lot less um, so yeah just in whatever um, to whatever degree that you can try and prep at least one meal a day even if it's just your lunch let's say that you that you're working a, a more typical job daytime job can eat your breakfast on the morning, you can prep your lunch and come home to cook and eat your tea. Uh, it, to me, it, it's just such a no-brainer. I know that you guys are, are on and off with your food prep. The thing is, like that that's just 
our failing because it's I'm completely sold on the idea. Like it's a money saver, time saver, and eliminates the possibility for you to go off the rails with your diet because the decision's made for you at the start of the day. Like mm-hmm. it's such a like so Why, how come how come it. how come you don't tend to do it then? The reason I don't do it now is because I I, well, I do the next best thing, which is ready meals yeah. plus like a protein booster or a, a veg booster or whatever, mm-hmm. which works for me. But like I'd very much want to get back into like I I I do prep occasionally, like every third day, mm-hmm. but it's not as clockwork as you. Like I would do, I'll put things in a slow cooker. Mm-hmm. I'll put just chicken, lemon, rosemary, and sweet potato into a slow cooker. Leave it for twelve hours. Mm-hmm. It's tender and ready to go. Yeah. Um, Okay, so have you thought of a basic one? Yeah, shoehorn. Shoehorn. <laughs> this, this is one of my favourite. Can you remember your Facebook say this from Roughly. five years ago? So if you consider the time it takes to put your shoe on with a shoehorn <laughs> and then without a shoehorn, so, and, and the, the, the amount of skin that you lose on the back of your thumb as well, trying to thumb you... Thumb it in, trying to thumb it in. Trying to thumb Does a shoehorn help you thumb it in? So much better. Really? But yeah, don't okay. even need a thumb for it. Um, <laughs> so the way that we... Um, is, is it amortise the, the cost of a shoehorn is you, you work out the amount of time, that you, number of times that you put your shoes on every day. Four times a day on average. Yep. Number of ti- number, amount of time that it takes to put your shoe on without a shoehorn. 20 seconds mm-hmm. total. Or let's say 20... No, 20, 20 seconds between two shoes, I think. 20 seconds between two shoes. Now, the saving will be about 17 seconds times four. Multiply that out by a, by a year at your hourly wage. The cost of the, the shoehorn pays for itself. The 69p that you pay for a shoehorn on eBay will pay for itself very quickly. So I like it. Johnny, surely like on day that, one, it'll pay for itself. Maybe, yeah. Probably, yeah. Is that amortization? Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. we'll not get into that. What's yours? I want to do two things. Fine. Both you'll laugh at maybe both of them. Fantastic. Even um, better. I, lo- I so like this is this is for people who work in an office. Okay. Particularly, which, which you did. I did. I think so. Something I used to observe, and I was the same. A lot of people would have like coffee with their breakfast in the morning, and then it gets to about half ten or eleven o'clock, and there's a bit of a like whip around to go to the local coffee Snafu. shop. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a coffee man outside and there's a little van or there's like a local Starbucks. And people do that every day, for example. Mm-hmm. And so what I started realizing was actually like the coffee that you get is normally, unless it's like a nice coffee shop. Artisan. Is normally pretty shit and like two or three quid. The coffee that I make at home is normally pretty nice. Mm-hmm. How can and I may blend it to exactly how I like taste. it. How I like it because I've done it. Yeah, and I know what I like because I'm me. Yeah, it's one of the benefits of being me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So all I all I did was buy two thermoses that are identical. Uh huh. Contigo, which I think is Spanish for "with you." Can you spell that? C O N T I G O. Wasn't as complicated as I thought. Uh-huh. And so. I, told, I remember telling people about it, like, I, I would arrive at work, bring two thermoses out my bag, put them on it, and people were like, what the oh, hell are you doing? Like, 20 quid. But actually, if you add up the saving... In the space a, of a month. It's immense. And I, keep I, I ran the numbers on that on one of our articles. And it's, oh, really? it's like, if you get a Starbucks coffee and a biscotti every day of the week, Monday mm. to Friday, every day for 10 years, um, it works out to, like, 14 grand. And then if you include interest, it's... Like... The thing is, have you heard the argument against that? Okay. Which is like, so people 
worry about that and then trash their credit rating. Mm-hmm. And like if you flipped it, had a really good credit rating and managed the macro aspect of your and finances, coffee. the 14 grand's like <laughs> irrelevant Pins. in the context of like buying a house mm-hmm. on True. with a shit credit rating. But anyway. anyway. Okay, so we've got so, thermoses. That's, that's one of them. Automate that part of your life. Just have a nice coffee for much less money. Yep. Second thing is, which is technically two things, Withings scale or a Wi-Fi scale. Yep. Another example of upfront cost and it's similar situation. The moment we get our clients to weigh, weigh, weigh themselves every day, the number of mornings you wake up, you're like, stand on the scale. Oh, you go downstairs, fuck. Like, forgot how breakfast, much Breakfast, coffee, can't remember the number. Mm-hmm. Scale syncs wirelessly with the cloud, phone, and it's just logged and graphed. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, so this is a Withings? Withings, I think they're now owned by Nokia. Yeah, they are. You should have got one for free. That's a topic for another theme. Oh, I've got the Withings suite for free. <laughs> the suite you have the, as well? The watch. Yeah, you got the watch off me. It's an activity. Oh, I suppose the watch is an activity tracker. Yeah. So that's the next thing, which is a Fitbit or some kind of fitness watch. Yep. Um, mine that I'm currently wearing doesn't tell the time, but just is just accumulating data mm-hmm. on me just in case I need it. So sleep activity basically Johnny has a watch that doesn't tell the time yeah. it's yeah yeah and actually it's really late the, so the watch that do, this fitness watch made by Fitbit that doesn't tell the time is actually the cheapest and the best one yeah. you can wear it in the shower can you you can yeah. do you like to know what you're doing in the shower do you like but to it means that I, heart rate so the time that I used to it doesn't track heart rate the time <laughs> doesn't do anything. The time that I used to forget to put my Fitbit back on again was always in the shower in the morning. Do you find that the number of steps that you take mm. is an important part of your training as a power lifter? Yes. Do you? Mm. Is that because that's the only cardio that you can do? <laughs> it's an easy way. It's an easy way to average out, say, right, I'm doing 8,000 steps. If I do 12,000. Tell you what's crazy. On the next episode, the first one that I will do will be something called Sleep Cycle. And um, the data that I get out the other side of that is insane. And I have a look at a graph that it shows. As soon as I break eight and a half thousand steps for the day, my sleep increases by 10% or more. That's cool. Crazy. Thank you very much for your time. We will be back very shortly with a new episode.